Hey everybody, welcome to OutNerds Podcast. I'm Andy. And as always, at my side, my fearless sidekick. <laughs> sidekick? Sidekick, my little buddy. Little. Little guy. What am I? This little guy next to me here. So I'm Gilligan and you're the skipper? Yeah, sounds about right. That's not right. <laughs> There's the dude. How you doing, man? <laughs> Good, how are you? <laughs> Good. No, just to clarify, we are equal co-hosts in all regards. Not all regards. Well. I'm taller, I'm older, I'm balder. Yes. Boom. <laughs> That's real true. Anyway, welcome to the show. We're back, as always, with album, or album with episode number 96. We've got six more album recommendations for you. Four old, or four new, four two, a little bit older. <laughs> four Jeez. new, two, two, four. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! You, you, you know, see this? How you know you're young? You need a nap. Yeah, I'm not no. old enough. I'm not. I haven't gotten so old that I now need naps again. But <laughs> close. I might be there. Anyway, what kind of genres do we have on the show today, man? What are we talking about? We are gonna be looking at some country, some progressive metal, some rock, some garage rock, and some classic rock, as well as everybody's favorite genre. Hip hop. Oh yes, looking forward to that one. I know you are, but am I? <laughs> All right. Well, before we jump in, I just want to mention that you can listen along on Spotify. Just search for Album Nerds. This episode ninety six, and we see a playlist of all the songs we're going to play. And then from there, oh my gosh, you could actually click through and listen to the full records. That put a little do smile it. on my face if you were do to do it. that. Do it. Then go buy the records. Unwrap them. Enjoy the artwork, the experience. The whole the whole 3D experience right right in your living room. The shebang. Shebang. Uh, I think we've... Try uh, saying that. Try saying it. Shebang. <laughs> no, not like she bangs, she bangs. <laughs> it's just my Latin, my Latin <laughs> vibe coming through. That's yeah, true. That's true. You do have that Latin hunk thing going. All right, man. Anyway. Let's get rolling. Let's do it. Oh, yeah, I'm first. Ha-ha. <laughs> Over. That's the damn truth. All right, so we're going to start off today with some country music, sort of outlaw country. Artist is Chris Knight. Album is Almost Daylight. Just came out a couple of weeks ago here in 2019, I think in October. The track is The Damn Truth. That is the damn truth. So that was the damn truth by Chris Knight from the album Almost Daylight. Chris Knight's an American singer-songwriter from Slaughter's, Kentucky. He's been releasing solo material for years, but he's also uh, written songs for a lot of uh, 
popular artists, Confederate Railroad, Joanne Anderson, Randy Travis, among others. Uh, he started composing when he was 26, but didn't start performing until he was 30 and didn't get a record deal until he was 37. This is his ninth album. Uh, I believe he's probably in his 60s. Hmm. That song, The Damn Truth, it's just very indicative of what this record is like. It's just a guy's picture of the world around him, the way he sees it, the way things have changed, and the truths in life that we can uh, kind of forget sometimes. And that's really what this album is all about. It's a look back at life. It's uh, gritty. It's real. You know, I like that in my country artist. Andy, what were your thoughts on Chris Knight here? Yeah, he's got... I mean, his voice, wow, so distinctive. Sounds like he's been around a little while, seen a few things, maybe smoked a few cigars or something. It's weathered. Yes, weathered. I would even say muscular It was the, the adjective Ooh. I was thinking of. Like, It sounds like he's like violently forcing these songs out of his throat at times, if that makes sense. <laughs> like He's pushing them out of his mouth. The way they come out, like it's it's it really interesting to listen to. Um, he's kind of like it's the first time I've heard him before. I know he's been around for a while, but uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the record as as a whole. Um, good pacing, good length for this type of music. I liked it. It's got that sort of Americana vibe to it as well, where it just feels like working class dudes that understand what it's like to struggle a little bit. Right. Right. And we got to mention John Prine here, right? Just before we. Oh, yeah. John Prine, of course, is uh, on, featured on one of the tracks. He pops up all over the place when we talk about these, these type of records, which is pretty cool. Go check out John Prine, all y'all. He had his heyday in the 70s, but he's still around kicking. Just put out a record about it, I don't know, in the last year or so. Yeah. Nice short record. Go enjoy it. It's Chris Knight, Almost Daylight. You won't regret it. No, I would agree. Good, good choice, man. All right, for my first pick here, we're going to talk about another band that's been around for quite a while, Tool, and just put out a record after about 25,000 years, it seems. Uh, the name of the record is Fear Inoculum, and we're going to play a cut from towards the middle of the record. This is Invisible? No, Invincible. <laughs> Invincible. So Tool, obviously a very well-known um, metal band from the 90s and early 2000s, um, I think have one of the most impressive discographies in rock, kind of like in my generation. I really haven't had a miss to date. Um, so I was, needless to say, pretty pumped when this record came out. But my reactions have been a little mixed, I would say. It sounds like Tool in terms of the instrumentation and the general vibe here, but they definitely are going in a certain direction, uh, a little less away from the traditional song structures. I don't know. Sometimes it works. I like that song there, Invincible. Also, uh, Tempest, towards the end of the record, I think is a pretty strong track. But at times it feels like this record is really lacking in energy. 
Um, doesn't have a lot of drive to it. I don't know, man. What did you think? I know you've, you've heard a lot of their stuff too. Yeah. I mean, I've never been a huge tool or a huge tool fan, but <laughs> yeah, it just sounded like a tool record. I knew tool fans would mostly be satisfied. I listened to some of their old stuff just to remember, and it sounds pretty much the same to me. Now, I never dug in and really got into it. All the albums sound similar to me. It's cool. I mean, I listened to it four, five, six times. My wife and I enjoyed it a few times, but then I just kind of forgot about it since its release. That's pretty much how, I mean, that's what that's my relationship with Tool. So they continued to do the to, Tool thing that they've done yeah, before. Yeah, to kind of be the, to sort of do the same thing with me, which yeah. I was just happy for the fans that they got another record out of them, you know? It was yeah. questionable for a while. It seems like a lot of people in general like this record. Um, so I've seen a few Nugget reviews. I don't know. I feel like it's like kind of a messed up from my perspective. Though it might be one of those records where they're just like so far ahead of their time that we'll look back in five years <laughs> and be like, oh my God, this was the beginning of all this amazing stuff or this was really an important record. But that being said, you know, it is awesome that they're still putting out music and I think it's still worth listening to. If it wasn't too old, if this was like a different band, I probably would be like super excited about this and and really um, singing its praises but because I do have that history with them it's a little bit harder for me to get as excited about Fear Inoculum but anyway I want to mention it again the album is uh, Fear Inoculum by Tool it's worth a listen if you haven't heard it moving on to a well-known country artist that has sort of shifted his sound a little bit this is Sturgill Simpson the album is Sound and Fury the track is Remember to Breathe That was Sturgill Simpson with Remember to Breathe from Sound and Fury. Just came out, I believe, in September here of 2019. American country music singer is Sturgill Simpson from Kentucky. Released four albums. Won the Grammy for Best Country Album, A Sailor's Guide to Earth, a few years ago. Also known for working with Dave Cobb, although he produced this album himself. And he's been producing albums for other artists like Tyler Childers. He describes it as a sleazy, steamy rock and roll record. And there's also a companion anime film released to Netflix. Really? Is that out right now? Yes, it is. And I watched it. But Andy, first, your thoughts on this before we talk about the cartoon. uh, (laughs) Yeah. You know, man, I was shocked by this record and I love it. I think it's awesome. I'm very impressed they could like do it, not like a 180, but like. Definitely made a pretty abrupt turn from his last record, and it works. I think this is pretty fun. You know, it's not exactly like a brand new thing, but he pulls from a lot of things that I love, and he puts his, you know, stamp of quality on it, and it's only one of the more fun records I've heard this year. So I I really have enjoyed it. I listened to it quite a bit, and uh, yeah, it's it's impressive. Every time I hear somebody kind of reinvent their sound is is cool, but to do it in a compelling way is, is pretty rare. 
I think I prefer the country version of him. I knew that this was coming. I'd been hearing about him saying he's doing a rock record. So Mm. I had already built in my mind what that might sound like. And a lot of this is about fame and expectations and Uh saying, I'm not going to be what you say. I have to be Mm. type of a thing. Mm -hmm. So there's a little bit of that. If you watch the Netflix movie, I'm not really into anime, but it's a, there's some cross between live action stuff and traditional Japanese anime uh, although if you can watch what the captions or whatever, you see all the lyrics, that kind of helps, but it's the whole album, 41 minutes, just like the record. So if, cool. if you're check out the record for sure, if you're a little confused, try the cartoon if you're into that kind of thing. So go check it out. Sturgill Simpson, Sound and Fury. Yeah. I, I think that's cool. That's a cool record, man. It might make my list. I don't know. I would uh, want to listen to it. I really like it, but. Anyway, all right, so moving on to my second pick here. We're talking about a kind of garage punk rock record here from Ezra Furman. The name of the record is 12 Nudes, and the track we're going to play is the opening cut, Calm Down, a.k.a. I Should Not Be Alone. So, Ezra Furman, um, he's had a really good run of records as of late. He kind of deals in like that garage rock. This record is a little bit more, I guess I would say, punk rock than he typically is. Um, there's a real urgency and like kind of like ragged quality to these songs. Kind of feels like he's wringing every last drop of his energy out into these songs. Um, but they're fun. They're fast. The record itself is, goes by pretty quickly. And But there's a variety of styles especially in his uh, vocal deliveries that kind of keep these songs, I think, sounding fresh and engaging from track to track. What do you think, man? It was punky, and there were uh, moments where I thought of David Bowie, even though it is punky. Mm-hmm. It was Bowie-esque to me. Uh, and yeah, it's cool. It's fast. Not what I expected based on the, the name and everything. So, Yeah, I would really recommend this record and this previous record. Is, I think they're awesome. Um, yeah. So if you're a fan of like Ty Seagal or Dead Kennedys or anybody in those veins, I think you probably would enjoy this record. Um, once again, it's from Ezra Furman, and the name of the record is 12 Nudes. How many nudes? A full dozen. Ooh, what a gun baker's dozen. All uh, right, so. That's too many nudes. <laughs> <laughs> too many nudes. That'd be a good album. <laughs> Speaking of some good albums, we've got some old ones coming. And you know how they like to do. Old dogs. These are the old dogs. Some old records that we still love. We love to still have them in our lives. Pet them. Feed them. (laughs) (laughs) But they feed us with their great grooves and whatnot. That was terrible. (laughs) Just left you hanging on that one, man. Sorry. Yeah, you did. All right, so these are our old dog picks, just some older records that we still love, can never forget about. Man's Best Friend, 
Mine this week is from 1980. Whoa. Take the Wayback Machine to 1980 with Van Halen. This album is Women and Children First, and this track is Take Your Whiskey Home. So that was Van Halen with Take Your Whiskey Home from the album Women and Children First, 1980. Van Halen's an American hard rock band formed in Pasadena, California in 1972. This was our third studio album. Their first two were Van Halen and Van Halen 2. Those albums were loaded with covers and some great guitar work, some great originals, but they were loaded with covers, and this was their first to feature solely written by the band compositions, which is one of the reasons I really like this record. They started to get heavier. They uh, experimented a little bit with some different sounds, as we heard there. I mean, that was kind of Aerosmithy, don't you think, Andy? Yeah, I could hear that. There was some Black Sabbath-y stuff going on in this record, and Tora Tora. I, 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 in the news lately has been Eddie Van Halen. He, he's been sick before with cancer, and it seems like maybe something's mm-hmm. going on with his health, and it's gotten me thinking a lot about Van Halen. Listening to the records again, this is one I just feel like it's kind of been forgotten, except for the couple of tracks from it that were hits. Um, I kind of felt like you were going to like this. What would you think? Um, well, I mean, it had the qualities I would expect from a Van Halen record. Uh, I mean, obviously the, the guitar soloing and sort of like that butt rock uh, vibe to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but what I ended up liking about the record were some of the, I guess, the deep cuts from the back half of the record, um, especially to that song you played there, Take Your Whiskey Home. There's a cool little acoustic guitar bit at the beginning, which I think works really well. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's a song after that, um, Could This Be Magic, which is primarily acoustic, which I really loved. I thought they sounded really good. Yeah, the women and children first, Part, you know, it's just kind of that uh, David Lee Roth doing his sort of scatty, jazzy yeah. sort of version of himself. Yeah, it's really loose. And it just sounds like they're having fun, like just, just hanging out and really enjoying the company of each other. And So that's cool. I'd, I'd never really heard that side of them before, so it was cool to, to kind of dig in a little bit deeper. It's an interesting record for those of you that may have forgotten about it and just know the song. So check out Women and Children First by Van Halen. It's a lot of fun to listen to, and it's quick, just like all the albums were back in those days. All right. Well, I got a pretty fun one here for you, too. This one is from 2002 by the hip-hop group Nappy Roots. The album is Watermelon, Chicken, and Grits. We're going to play a cut about a third of the way through the record. This is Anna. It's a damn shame, gotta grind anything and everything Get my crack on, cross the county line with Mary Jane A long time of gravel road and cash and fame And sold my soul to hell and back and back and forth With same jeans and happy fro I'm off the hollies, oh, I like my body I'm artists with charties, wildin' like this, wildin' Bacardi The butter skin probably gotta like it Understand you're about to lose your life, fucking with them The country boys on the ride With the big fat wheels on the side 
Alright, so snap your it's debut record. Um Oh no, hell no. Oh yeah. <laughs> How do you feel though, right, man? <laughs> Get some of that country hip hop vibe going. Yep. Alright, so these guys, they were uh they all went to college together in uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky, where they're f- from the Kentucky area, I believe. This record blew up. They they got pretty popular pretty quickly. There were quite a few singles off this one back in the early two thousands. You know, they kind of went into that like outcast vibe, I guess I would say that was kind of popular at the time. Um, they ended up signing with a major label. In my opinion, this is some of the, the best Southern hip hop that came out in that early 2000s when it was kind of fashionable. Man, it is head nodding all the way through. I would say like that middle, starting with like, ah, uh, nah, like that middle section of tracks here is some of my favorites, uh, from this time period in hip hop for sure. What'd you think, man? I owned this. Oh my god, no way, really? Yeah, <laughs> I was uh, working at a record store. It came in as a promo, and a lot of the, the dudes that worked for me were were rappers and beatbox dudes and all that kind of stuff, and, and we would talk a lot about some of the hip-hop stuff that was going on, like Mo's Def and uh, Talib Kweli and Blackstar, all, those, all that yeah. stuff that was happening. Now, that, there was just a lot of what these guys considered true hip hop, not rap going on at the time. And so I checked this out and I liked it. Okay. I didn't love it. I didn't really like that, that style uh, too much, but I did own it for a short time. I gave it to one of those gentlemen mm-hmm. after I listened to it, but I was the boss. So I was able to pick what I wanted first <laughs> and I'd always preview things. And so this was briefly in my collection. It certainly is a snapshot of the time in hip hop. Uh, and it does have, it does have that kind of feel. I was hoping he, uh, at first when I saw this, I'm like, "Oh, the Roots." I'm like, "Oh, I'd love to talk about a Roots album." We should talk about a Roots record, but no, this is oh, yeah. a little different. Yeah, we got yeah. to. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So I'm familiar with it, surprisingly enough. And yeah, I mean, it 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 was in its time. It was uh, cool stuff. Yeah, it does kind of feel like a time capsule of the early 2000s. Um, but I would say that they're still putting out records. They put out a good one a couple of years ago um, called 40 Acres. I, I would recommend as well. What's what's their sound like now? Has it evolved? Uh, it's a little bit more modern, but it still has like that southern kind of flavor to it, I guess you could say. They're cool group of guys. I saw them in concert earlier this year, and they put on a good show. Um, and also, they make their own beer. They brew and sell their own beer, which I thought was pretty cool. They're pretty uh, uh, ambitious guys, so always exciting. So once again, the record is Watermelon Chicken and Grits by the Nappy Roots. Well... Sadly, that brings things to a close. And Andy says, oh, no, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead. Please tell us what you're listening to and what records we should talk about next time. Podcast at albumnerds.com is the email address. Uh, remember to subscribe to the show in all the usual places. Uh, if you want to do us a solid, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We would appreciate it. And remember, you can hear all the songs we just played up on Spotify. Search for Album Nerds. You don't need a page description to do so. We will be back in about two weeks with some more album recommendations for you. Yes, we will. They're going to be great. I don't know what they are yet, but we'll find some good stuff. So talk to you then. (laughs) Thanks for listening. See ya. Peace.